And five, four, three, two, one. Podcast intro. Fun one this week. Billy Corbin. Hey, welcome to the Jim Norton and Sam Roberts podcast. That's right. I forgot to introduce it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, Billy Corbin. Not Billy Corgan. He's not smashing pumpkins. He's smiling politely. He's a documentarian. He did yes, cocaine he is. cowboys and he did uh screwball and now he's doing a documentary on a story that we were we've been interested in since it broke pretty much, the Fallwell story. Yes. Uh so feel free to enjoy this and then uh subscribe to the podcast if you like it. And uh listen to Jim and Sam Monday through Thursday on Sirius XM channel one oh three. Check out our YouTube page and if it's New Year's Eve, go see me at Levity Live. Billy Corbin is joining us. The latest Billy Corbin drop. I feel like now that's you, you've gotten my the, theme song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The latest Billy Corbin drop is coming November first on Hulu. That's Tuesday. Uh, God forbid the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty, which feels like, and the fact that it's connected to Florida. It, it's, I mean, built. Yeah, built for you. Is it? Do we go from joint to drop? Is that what happened? It's now, yeah. a, it's now yeah. a, dro- a Billy yeah. Corbin drop. Billy Corbin drop. Right. I, I did not understand the tie-in at first, and then I was remembering, oh, Giancarlo's from Florida. <laughs> I forgot they met in from Florida. Florida. Yeah, well, you know, what I always say that uh, L.A. is where you go when you want to be somebody, New York is where you go when you are somebody, and Miami is where you go when you want to be somebody else. Yeah. yeah. It's always been a sunny place for shady people, and that was certainly true for Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife Becky, who... Uh, hopped on the Liberty University private jet. They are the the president and first lady at the time of the largest Christian university in the world. They went down to Miami, and I when I tell you they lived their best life, yeah. oh, they yeah. lived their be- <laughs> they lived their best life down there, boy. I found I, myself feeling bad for them and for I didn't like this Giancarlo at all. I hated this kid. <laughs> I hated him. But then I watched this. And it changed my opinion about him. I mean, you yeah. literally said that. Well, I think yesterday, before you watched the doc, like on the air, you're like, I fucking hate him. But it before I, you watched the before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because again, the news. But when you see it unfold, you have different feelings. The reason I hate him, if you ask why, is because I don't. I don't like a 20 year old pretending he was groomed as a fucking grown man. You're 20 fucking. You're a 20 year old guy. You know what's what. Well, I don't. I don't think he thinks that. I think other people have, Maybe, have said okay, that. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily consider himself a victim. He knows he was a yeah. consenting adult. But there was certainly a power disparity. You know, yeah. there in that dynamic. But I also know, understand that you, Jim, spent several summers working as a pool boy in the Catskills. So I maybe. did, <laughs> and I tried you bring to your fuck, own baggage along. Yeah. And I went into a similar yeah. situation, but I wound up just blowing the husband while the wife went home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how dissimilar this is, though. But, uh, <laughs> but I felt bad for the followers, too, only because I know that they're shitty people. But just because you want to live this life and be this person. Yeah, that's a given. No, no, no. But I, 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 I don't know. Maybe. He brought it on himself. He's a hypocrite piece of shit. Fuck him. But when you want to be this guy, you want to live this life, and you just can't. Like, that's who he is. He's just a cuck yeah. who wants to watch his wife have sex. That's who they are. And they can't be that because of where they are. I also love your perspective. And, Billy, I'm sure this is uh, good for you because it's like most of your audience will be like, cuckoldry, huh? Whereas Jim's like, what is this, grade school? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, my, my only regret with the death of physical media is that we can't do a DVD commentary with Jim now oh. on this do- on this documentary, which I think would be Perfect. sensational. Yeah. We did want to call it Cuckold Cowboys, but they wouldn't, uh, <laughs> Disney wouldn't let that happen. I'll tell you I, what I liked about it from the beginning. The cuckold, you know, comes up and the definition and everything. And that's where I found the first piece of value in this thing. That we, 
We live in a culture where so many people are called cuck. He's a he's a Biden cuck. He's a Trump cuck. He's a this cuck. He's a that cuck. And I feel like there's a lot of people who throw that cuck word around. And but now have, you have a definition. They don't know what they're saying. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's, the thing, it's an educational film, really, Boom. is what it is. Boom. You know, we define our terms right out of the gate there. Yeah, um, let's use the word properly. Yeah, there is actually, you're right. There's literally the definition of yes. cuckold is on screen for everybody to understand where we stand. And then a great... Well, where ex- we stand is in the corner. Actually, <laughs> Absolutely. Watching well, that's what we all say. I wonder if if the Falwells and Giancarlo are leaving anything out. I wonder if he participated more. I've always thought he did. That was just my dumb opinion, or he wanted to. I think there was more that Jerry Jr. wanted to do that maybe he was just didn't do. What do you, what do you think Jerry could have done? I, I just think that sometimes if, if, there's, if there's spillage, you clean it up. <laughs> Jesus. That was... <laughs> That's what did I you, always wait, thought. You're a documentarian. Did you not research cleanup duties? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, I didn't bring the black light into the interview room. If that's what but you're no, asking, they didn't, uh, I guess that Jerry never tried to interact with them when they were when they were. Well, he does say Giancarlo does review spoiler alert or spillage alert. Perhaps, <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh, that after you know Jerry, well, as the relationship this cuckold threesome advanced, that that Jerry was enjoying himself so much that after. Giancarlo and Becky were through. Giancarlo says that Jerry would then indulge in the pleasures of husbandry yeah, and, and such. And I, I bet you that there's something to that that's... I mean, I knew that from the beginning. There's no way you're doing that without wanting to be a part of it. But, but you're probably afraid of scaring the other guy off. And yeah. So what would... Okay, so in your experiences and your... You know, do you think that if he would have come in and, and, and participated in husbandry after the fact... <laughs> Do you think they would have done a good job of, of cleaning the scene, or do you think he would have participated in mess left behind? Would it? Uh, no, I, I I think that a good wife would say, "Now get down there and clean it, panty boy." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm fascinated by that. Theoretically, angle. yeah, yeah. No, All I'm, good titles for the documentary. We're, we're here it was really good. It was really yeah. good. I liked it a lot. Like Thank you. I, I, I had different feelings by the time I was finished with it. Because I thought I knew more about it than I did, mm. and your documentary is very meticulous. Yes, um, and I'm sure that you would have interviewed them if they had consented, but they didn't. Of course. Did you have any spillage after the documentary? Or I did you, I, you, during you, right? <laughs> during when they said he would lurk in the corner and tug his little weenie. I was like, oh, go ahead, Jay Junior. <laughs> I hear you, Jerry Junior. Jerry Junior Junior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for the Falwell's kids too. Like again, it's a it's it's part of the collateral damage of this type of a scandal but you're like ah the dad was probably your hero your mom is this and and you have no idea and then it comes out that this happened and And by the way i agree with what you said earlier about feeling bad for the for the falwells because they certainly i mean if you're going to look particularly in this in this um what do they call it sort of a a shakedown attempt yeah you know with the with the photos and 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 these guys saying that if you don't you know settle this this real estate dispute with us this is some real miami shit right now yeah. but if you don't settle this real estate dispute with us we'll we'll reveal the true nature of this relationship and in that transaction there i mean Volvos were very much a victim uh, in that situation because they obviously didn't want this to be made public. Giancarlo didn't want this to be made public and if you think that Giancarlo was a, a victim of of uh, what does someone in the doc call it? A, his, a buddy fucker. You know, this this yeah. guy he thought was his friend is now using this against him and, and threatening to. I mean, Giancarlo, listen, is a guy that prior to this scandal, you googled his name and you got his Instagram, his Twitter, and maybe his LinkedIn. Yeah. That's it. 
And after this, it's all pool boy this all and pool the, yeah. boy that. So he didn't want this to happen, and the Falwells didn't want this to happen. So in that regard, too, they're they're victims of this whole of this whole situation, too. Yeah, it's got to be torture to not be able to li- like you want to be. Okay, but again, he's a complete hypocrite and would have like, crucified other people for doing what he was doing. But like, to, yeah, this but he is, kicked him out of school. And, and, oh, didn't, and did, in fact, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. A t- t- so a piece yeah. of shit hypocrite, without a doubt. But like, when this is who you are, when you have these curiosities that say, <laughs> "Dad being Jerry Falwell, make impossible to explore." Mm. But you figure, hey, I can through it with the wife, and she's you know only been with me. You know, they were kind of working on all the kinks that most teenagers or twenty-year-olds would work out. And then just to be trapped and not be able to do it, I was like, oh, it's got to suck. Yeah, you go to Liberty University, you don't exactly have the quintessential college experience. You know, right. by design, well, by design, meaning by by the Liberty Way, by the rules of, of yeah. this, you know, the code of conduct for students and faculty, you're not allowed to, like, sow your oats or have yes. experiences or do anything. There are stories of Netflix and chill at Liberty. There are stories of, of women in their dorm rooms watching a movie and their boyfriends outside watching through the window. Uh, that's because they're not allowed to, you know, cohabitate sure. or, wow. or dance or drink or curse or have uh, uh, sex outside of of marriage or listen to lyrics with vulgar, you know, lyrics uh, with words in them. But I, I think it's that it's an important point to make is that this isn't to kink shame the Fallwells, whatever right. they're into. I support it. Sure. Like, like that's what Miami's for. Come down. Spend some money. Have some some safe, consensual sex with adults. Like live your best life, and they did. But the hypocrisy becomes that's the concern that they would that they did every single day punish students and faculty for engaging in exactly the same behavior that they, yes. that, they that they did. Andrew, like incredible political influence. That was also based on this whole more yeah. <laughs> morality that didn't exist. Yeah, I describe this documentary as Get Out meets the Righteous Gemstones. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he gets, Giancarlo gets kind of honey trapped into this world of power and privileged and religion sure. and money. Next thing you know, he's like in this inner circle and rubbing shoulders with the most powerful people in the world. And he loves it. You know, he's raised in Miami, a, you know, Cuban conservative Catholic school Republican kid. And he thinks he gets his book, you know, Art of the Deal autographed by Donald Trump and Liberty Convocation in 2012. And this is just he thinks this is this is it. This is the life. And there's several red flags along the way (laughs) through the through the seven year cuckold threesome relationship he claims that they had. Um, And finally, he decides I need to. I need to get the hell out of here. This is, you know, shit's getting dark. Is I wonder it- if there's certain parts of it he had, he kept out, like that weren't necessary. I wonder if there are certain activities that took place that John Carlo just doesn't want made public, and he knows that Jerry will never say it. That's my guess. Yeah, that's my guess. There, there's in, in a dynamic like this, there's always an understanding of mutually assured destruction. I'm sure, like, mm-hmm. there's just some stuff, right? Yeah. That that I, that we're just never gonna. Like, talk I'm about. outing you, and I'm blowing your life up, and I'm going down with the ship, and I'm going kamikaze, as he said. But this part I'm leaving out, and we both know that you're not going to say it either, Jerry. And Jerry's like, mm-mm. <laughs> 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 how does he do that? <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you're never going to talk about this, are you? was there any like is there any kind of power left in the sort of liberty fallwell family like was there any kind of 
fear or blowback coming your way like don't tell this story like don't put don't put the fuel on this fire i mean honestly the the falwells jerry jr and becky have essentially been excommunicated right. so liberty university has a lot of power yes but i don't know that they have i mean they certainly have a lot of money i mean he was a very successful and prominent real estate attorney and developer and uh so he has money but i don't know that he has a lot of friends Right, Left, and so you know, Liberty's and, going like, yeah, tell this story about Falwell all you want. He doesn't work yeah. here anymore. I mean, Liberty remains a multi-billion-dollar institution. It is right. its own behemoth, thanks in no small part to Jerry Jr., of course. Yeah. Um, and his brother, Jonathan, that's the interesting the point you were making, Jim, is that like Jerry Jr. was never his dad. He was right. never that guy. The financial right? guy, yeah. Yeah, he was the business guy. And and that was true. When, when Jerry Falwell Sr. died in 2007, he left the... Thomas Road Baptist Church, the religious part of the business, to his son Jonathan, his younger son, and then the business of being the president of the university sure. to Jerry Jr. So there was already that that split or that distinction there, that Jerry Jr. was not necessarily the religious leader. The problem is is that he relished in that power and the profit that came from people sure. thinking of him as a, as a religious leader. And then, in fact, he was the first evangelical, major evangelical leader or figure to endorse a twice divorced, New York liberal Democrat, pro-abortion, had five children from three different women, and now you're not a hero. Your, not your well, <laughs> not your, well, certainly not your typical evangelical right. candidate, sure. particularly in a Republican primary where Ted Cruz, who was a legit evangelical, whose dad was a pastor for crying out That's loud, right. who thought he had this endorsement in the bag. Ted Cruz even went to Liberty and launched his presidential campaign from the arena, the Liberty Flames Arena. That's the name of the sports yeah. team, the Liberty. <laughs> Flames <laughs> Arena uh, there, 10,000 people, compulsory attendance if you live on campus. So you have a you have a captive audience there of, of kids that you're able to to tell whatever the hell you want to. And it became quite a and then, uh, bully pulpit. And then Trump goes, you know his dad killed JFK, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, really? <laughs> well, the best was you made me, uh, I, I just met Michael Cohen recently. We, did, we were on a panel together. And uh, talking to him, like you have this impression of what a lawyer's like. But you, when you talk to him, he's not like a. He's like, and this fucking guy, like you're like, oh, uh, the he boss, gets shit done. The boss, the <laughs> boss. I told the boss, and I said to the boss, I called him. That guy gets stuff done. I called him. They didn't call him a fixer for nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he earned. He earned. Yes, that was just because he get you, uh, you know, taxicab medallions. I mean, the guy got shit done, and and he, I called him because he plays a very important role. Yes. in this, in <laughs> yeah, this story, uh, another quid pro quo, as they say. Uh, but like he, uh, he comes in and just takes care of shit and then disappears into the ether. And I called him to ask him about this. And here's an interesting thing. Um, he had talked a lot about this. He talked about it in his book. He talked about it in interviews. And then now he didn't want to talk. I mean, he confirmed certain facts for me and corroborated sure. some stuff, but he didn't want to go on camera. And he wouldn't quite tell me why. And I surmised through our conversation that I think what happens when, when people are become pariahs like Michael Cohen did yeah. like you know thrust out of his and then the Falwells got excommunicated I find that pariahs kind of almost like find their way to each other because who else are they friends with anymore they don't talk right. to anybody that they used to talk uh. to so I think that he and the Falwells and good for them I mean it must be a very lonely life you know kind of taking everything you've done and built and everyone you've known and going fuck you and then yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and nobody wants to talk to you anymore and, and that's the thing too is that like the students at Liberty got a raw deal in all this because a lot of you know their parents send them there to be safe to to be educated 
uh, under certain values. And there was a definitely a disconnect between, we'll say, the campus community and the leadership and administration under the Falwells, you know, and, and he ran that place with an iron fist. He didn't answer to the board. The board answered to him. It was like some Goldfinger shit. It was like if you said, well, Jerry, what about this? He'd press a button and a trap door under your chair yeah. would open. You just fall right into the into the ocean, you know, but like um, but I think that uh, the students deserved better because like now they're they're in the they're victims of a sex yep. scandal and the value of their diplomas is arguably harmed and you know and so i i think that they don't have a lot of friends in lynchburg virginia anymore and but, they made, and made a lot of people a lot of money there too but michael cohen though does have a even though he's not a lawyer i guess he gets disbarred but he is still a sought after interview because they see him as being anti-trump so there's still a whole half the country that loves him now because he's, cause he's friends with him no 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 but i'm saying he at least has his level of scandal was different than the Falwells. His was like one of those things you got caught up in the machine and you fucked up. There's a scene as like this deep sexual like th th that's just humiliating that well, the mom had sex on the son's bed Michael like blew Cohen, the friend Michael Cohen did exactly what you would expect Michael Cohen to do yes, that's the, yeah, it was literally yeah. his job to do what it is that he did and in fact I mean he got royally screwed because individual A is still on the back nine at Doral uh, today and, and there would have been no crime that Michael Cohen committed and no jail time that Michael Cohen served if not for the guy who ordered him to do it and, yeah. and Michael Cohen's the only schmuck that Got, that yeah. got punished in that situation. So there is certainly more empathy for him in in, in that right. scenario than there is for the for the Falwells because the Falwells did the opposite of what they were supposed to do right. according to their own code yeah. of conduct, according to their own commandments. You know that they preach from the pulpit. So yeah, you're and I think I've told you this before. Like your your docs are so one of the things that makes them so great is like the characters. Like they're always so character rich. You know, like I mean, Screwball and Cocaine, all of them. They're just like. They're so character rich, and I felt like that's when this kicked kicked in for me, like fully. When it's like you meet the guys involved in the real estate deal, and you meet, and you're like, oh my god, this is another yeah. thing. Just all these yeah. people that are involved. Is that something like when you go, okay, I think this might be my next film? How early on do you go? Let me let me see if I can figure out this cast that's involved because I, I need I need that I need it well, to be well that details of like this sort of like real estate heist thing that's very much from like from Screwball that doc we did about A-Rod and the, the steroid scandal in Miami and then of course it, that turns into a like a, a, a farce about like these stolen medical records from a fake doctor I mean it turns so, into Fargo yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and burn after reading and yeah. just like yeah the sort of Elmore Leonard Coen Brothers Carl Hyacinth-esque <laughs> just total total farce and and a, a, a and it's a heist movie basically and so this in its own way is also because of the pictures right so how did they get the pictures they stole the pictures what do the pictures show why are the Falwells and John Carlos who scared of the damage these pictures can do to them and why are they being used as leverage in what these other folks claim is a legitimate real estate dispute. So yeah, there, there's very much the Florida fuckery that is our genre, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, like, these are just like distinctly Miami characters and there's all sorts of shit in that storyline that we had to sacrifice to tell kind of the bigger picture of this 50 year multi-generational evangelical dynasty and their outsized influence on presidential politics. So we sacrificed a lot of those details, but I could have done, if this were a multi-parter, yeah. I could have done an hour easy on all the shenanigans related to that nonsense. How, yeah. how did those pictures, this is why Giancarlo, I, I don't give him a full pass, mm. how did those pictures go from his WhatsApp to that guy? How did the pictures go 
to the friend and the friend's father of mm-hmm. Becky Falwell. Like, there's something shady there. I, I, you know what I mean? And it's again, a fa- fair question. And, yeah. I, and I only asked him about 60 different times. Of course. About I don't how, know. You know. I don't, it was yeah. almost like when certain texts leak. Like, if people get yeah. hacked and people's stuff does get taken. But you you know this guy was one of your best friends. You sent him the... Come on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... When people's, there's a, when people's phones get hacked, but that's all that got hacked. Right. Like, that's there's the only <laughs> information that you took off of it. But then there's also a... Uh, <laughs> But, but I, I definitely, and I and I allowed for that, by the way. I said, listen, dude, you're yes. hanging out, you're drinking, you're smoking up, whatever. Like, you 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 know, you were you were showing off, you were, yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, telling telling uh, uh, war stories, you were, show, you know, whatever. Like, you airdropped the. No, he would not allow that. That even in some sort of drunken or high sort of state, that that it, that he did it boastfully or in it. I, and he says they were. They were stolen, and he doesn't know how they got them. Because the thing is, to me, because then it would imply that not only were they... My opinion is that they weren't stolen. My opinion is that he was a part of it. Because you give those photos to someone else, and all of a sudden that person comes back for a money grab. Come on, man. Or he could have been bragging about it. I get you. Yes, uh, sure. Look at these pictures. But but he was not on the other side of that money grab, as you describe it. He was very much on Team Falwell, because Falwell were his financiers. They were the folks helping to put up the money for a $4.6 million commercial property less than a year after meeting him as a pool attendant <laughs> at the Fountain Blue Hotel. That's like, normal, isn't it? <laughs> is that normally how again, it's done? that was your summer in the Catskills, you <laughs> know, so. Is that one of those tiny, subtle red flags that you saw? <laughs> lots of red, dude, lots of red flags. <laughs> how much is he worth, Falwell? Because I know he got sued for $40 million by Liberty. Like, there's a lot of people suing him, but he's still got money. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a, a real estate portfolio. I mean, I've heard different <clears throat> estimates, um, upwards of $100 million. Um, sometimes that gets conflated with the construction that they were doing uh, and development sure. they were doing on the Liberty University campus, which is a beautiful campus. That's why I said he made a lot of people rich. Yeah. Because the construction and development of all of, of that campus was extremely, extremely lucrative to the tune of many tens of millions of dollars. But he, uh, my understanding is he is obviously is sitting on, on, on a... Nest egg. What is he doing now? Like, what, how do you come back from here? Like, I mean, I know what he wants to be doing, but how do you how do you come back? Same thing I'd want to be doing. How, but how do you come back from that? He, like, do you, do you back. come back as a flawed religious person and go, I fucked up, and I, like swagger tried, I've sinned. Do, how do we you? Are, do it? We are all old enough to know how fucking crazy it is that. Jimmy Swaggart and Jim Baker are on TV right now That's as true. we speak, preaching on television. Wait, are they still alive, both those guys? Alive and well, alive and and proselytizing, alive yeah. and preaching. So I, I don't, I do not discount a a third act, another act for for Jerry uh, and Becky. They could very easily reinvent themselves as the couple that like look we were deluded we we believed in that our life was invalid you have to change a lot you have to be a much more liberal religious preacher but we believe that ours st- it was the devil jim the, the devil. devil got a hold of jerry and yeah, you, See, sometimes and, the devil will get a hold of i him. would say though instead of that probably wouldn't work because the devil had a hold of him for a long time uh but the devil really i mean he, he devil doesn't the, let go when he's got his grip yeah, but the devil was in the guest room i mean the devil was there a lot devil's in the corner you might have to just say this is who we were in our lifestyle and we're going to say you can still believe in Jesus and have this well, lifestyle. But, but come on. But, but, you know, Tiger Woods never did that. I always thought Tiger had such an opportunity there. Another Florida story. Yeah. Um, you know, I always thought he had such an opportunity. Be like, you know what? He could say, 
that was not who I, you know, I pretended to be a family man. I did what I was supposed to do as a high-profile athlete. He could have gone full Happy Gilmore and said, but listen, he would have gotten different sponsorships. Maybe it wouldn't have been Gatorade. It would have been an energy beverage or Axe Body Spirit. But he, and he, perhaps it wouldn't have been as lucrative, but he could have just steered into the curve and said, listen, I'm a billionaire and I'm having sex with porn stars because that's what I would, as a young, a billionaire in his 20s for crying out loud. But he didn't. He just kind of kept, and it, it, I think it fucked with his game for a while. He was not able to get, because he wasn't, being honest, he wasn't true. He just kind of got old enough to kind of grow out of that phase and then continue to just say, okay, now I'm going to go back to the guy I was pretending to be. As uh, a sex addict, I definitely get that whole thing where I think, that, I bet you that part of his tension release was texting and like intriguing and all that. I'll bet you that was a part of his like Who are you day, talking about, Tiger? Tiger Woods, yeah. yeah. That's why I probably fucked his game up because, first of all, he feels exposed, but all this little dirty text, this was probably all a part of his like fucking chemical balance in his brain, and then you remove that part completely. He probably, the reason he could survive is because he could still do the thing that he was great at. Falwell can't preach anymore, but he could still go out and play golf well enough to get people to go, ah, oh, fuck it, he still yeah. plays golf well. And Falwell was never a preacher. I mean, he was basically, as Chris Hitchens would, would, would call the family, religious hucksters. Uh, you know, he was, yeah. he wasn't, he didn't, his brother is a believer. Jonathan Falwell is yeah. a true believer. Jerry Falwell Jr. has basically come out and said, I never, I'm not and I never was, <laughs> which is very convenient to say now, but certainly he, you know, he sopped up all that yes, power and profit, you know, with a biscuit. So he didn't give it, like, so it's, it's, you're right. He doesn't really have a slot to kind of go back yeah. into again. You're right. Yeah. What do you do? Have you ever been working on a on a movie like this and realize like here you didn't have the Falwells, but you had John Carlo. Like, have you ever been working on something where it's like either people won't talk to you or the people who will talk to you won't give you the answers and you're like, I think I just have to scrap this. No, oh, dude, I, I hear no a lot more often than I hear yes. Yeah. But welcome in, to the club. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, but in, in this case, and and like Screwball too, where we didn't have a Rod, right? Um, but then, but then you realize that it wasn't about a Rod. A Rod never likes to hear that, but it's not about you sometimes, yeah. you know. And so, right. um, and so here it was similar, where Giancarlo reached out to us about uh, two years ago. Uh, I got an email over the transom. You know, someone went to our website at Rack and Tour, clicked contact us, and it goes into like this info at folder, you know, and then my, my producing partner every once in a while will check. And, and there's an email from the summer of 2020 that says subject pool boy. And it was from wow. Giancarlo. And... I, and I went, oh shit, yeah, I'm going to call him. I, we had followed this story for years because as soon as it broke that Jerry Falwell Jr., and his wife were partners with this former pool attendant from the Fountain Blue in a property that is blocks from our office in Miami Beach. I pass it twice a day in my commute. I uh. pass this this building with a very famous Italian uh. restaurant, a liquor store, and what Politico described as a gay-friendly flop house, which was a, a youth hostel upstairs. They did it that way because, of course, it made it look like, well, this is not very Liberty-like, right? This isn't very Christian. Mm -hmm. um, but th 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 these businesses had been there for a long time. I pass them every day, and all of a sudden they were reporting on this real estate dispute um and why was this pool boy partners with the first family of evangelical christianity right. like what is happening and so we were curious and kind of followed along and then i got this email from the guy and i was just like of course i want to i want to tell uh your story and then you you listen to it and you get that micro macro perspective you get the guy the fact that this guy is just eyes in he had no idea who they were when he met them, even after he got their na their full names, it meant Jerry Falwell meant nothing right. to him. It wasn't until his sister um, goes, wait a second, Jerry Falwell 
isn't that the the preacher Jerry Falwell and it's his son and liberty you know and then it all you know he realizes wow these are important people he didn't even know that he just thought they were some wild couple yeah. on vacation in in Miami <laughs> Beach you know and it's funny at the beginning of it Giancarlo told me unequivocally he didn't see them as hypocrites at first because they never proselytized to him. They never tried to convert him. He saw them as that party couple yeah. that, that he would meet and drink with and talk trash with. And, and they would curse. And they, there was nothing to indicate that they were trying to, you know, convert you know, him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so he was like, well, they're just. Li-. And then when he went to Liberty, that's when he started feeling bad. When he visited them up in Virginia, when he met their their adult children, when he saw the he saw the way the students on campus treated them and he's like oh they don't really know what this is a little this is a little uncomfortable this yeah. might be a little hypocritical and maybe i'm not the victim meaning Giancarlo didn't see himself as a victim but maybe there are victims of this uh of this manipulation here in this yeah. in this situation but I, I realized quickly it wasn't necessarily about what jerry and becky had to say although we did try to get to get them to answer questions they were not interested um shocking we realized it yeah. wasn't entirely about them it was a, it was about you know it was about more uh than them and, but oh i got to look these up i'm i'm so unprepared um it's my first interview about this um one night i think in like august when hulu announced the documentary was coming out i posted about it on instagram and all of a sudden in the evening you know, after like, you know, sippy sip time, a little post happy hour, Becky Falwell starts commenting on my Instagram and interacting, going back and forth with other commenters uh, and replying to each other. And yeah, so uh, I, and she's just, you know, going after Giancarlo saying, why doesn't he get a job? He's never worked since he was a pool boy and he's just trying to exploit this for money. And we're just, and just he's, you know, it was just she was really hurt. She is the she's best. The best. <laughs> wow. I, listen, I would love to party with them. They seem like really <laughs> but we don't we don't deep dive in the doc into their lifestyle. But I did when we were reporting this out and they 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 know how to f- have fun, man. I want to go on the liberty private jet to the bahamas to miami and they're generous they're picking up the tab they're going out to nightclubs like they just seem like really fun fun people i suspect that uh i i i don't know how much she drinks my guess would be that she drinks a little bit and makes video decisions she shouldn't make (laughs) um and i think going online like that and going back and forth are certain decisions that you make when you're not thinking coherently and it's like he's got to be looking at like what are you what are you doing do you think she'd be fun to text with oh but I guarantee you, I'm oh, a better oh. dirty texture than Giancarlo. But I, but, I, <laughs> but I can, I can, I can guarantee you, it's a lot of fun. I've seen, yeah. I mean, there's, seen a, the there's a lot more than what's in the in of the documentary, course. of course. And and yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's probably a, a lot of fun. Now, just I don't want, I don't want to give spoilers because I want people to watch it. Thank you. But I will say this: oh, is that her, are. dude? You got it. Oh, wow. That's it. Becky Lou. Yeah, that's her. Becky Lou 71. So yeah. what did the pool Se- boy... 71 was the year that Liberty University was founded. Oh. Yeah. So what... <laughs> <laughs> that worked out nicely. Yeah. Yes. So what had the pool boy done since working as a pool boy? A two-year graduate degree and then what? His LinkedIn says manager of a hostel that closed at the beginning of COVID. What next? Pool boy for book rights and pool boy for documentary, just cashing in for whatever he could do besides getting an honest job. And I'm sure there are people that are in the comments going like, "Why is this person?" People are interacting with her. If you look at the other review, the other like, like, she, and they're going back and forth with her. Hi, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Hi, Becky. So wait, so you're looking at these are still up? Yeah. Those oh, are, wow. Those are up. Yeah, 15 weeks ago. 
She is the best. <laughs> well, Jim, somewhere... are you texting with her now? No, nope, you... I'm getting. Oh, I'm yeah. attempting to follow. You're giving the old follow. Did you skate. put in a follow request? You bet I did. God bless you. <laughs> I have a feeling it will be uh, rejected. God bless us, everyone. But who knows? You never know. I saw. I, Maybe I, after cocktail hour, they were full of shit. But hey, I support the. I, I think that uh, it's got to be very tough to live that privately when you want to just behave this way, which is not wrong to behave that way. No, unless you're telling other yes, people not to. A hundred percent. Wow, wouldn't it be great if your follow up to this is the story of Jim Norton and Becky Falwell? <laughs> yes, how Jim got flagged for harassing her with just begging for stories. What do we call that? Um, yeah, what would the name of it be? Uh, the pool boy and the blinking Finnish comedian. No, that's too long. It's too long. <laughs> wow, yeah, so uh. she responded, so they pay attention yeah. to oh, all and this. Oh, there's something. They went, and she went back and forth. People were, like, asking her questions, and, like, she would respond. And was, she's a lover that... scorned. She's a woman scorned because she was in love with this guy. Does that ever bother you? I'm sure that the Falwells don't like you. I'm sure that maybe A-Rod doesn't like you. Like, does that, when, when you put out these movies that, like, everybody loves, except for maybe one person involved, do you ever go, like, ah, I w or do you, or, like, I'm just telling the story. This is I don't not lose me. Any, you should be I don't lose at. any sleep over yeah. it. Although, although I will tell you, Alex Rodriguez is a very bizarre and intriguing man. Yeah. I have very bizarre. The way Screwball started is that he pitched it to us in person at lunch. That's how that was the the yeah. this, the genesis of that of that story. He's an interesting, complicated, weird dude who I'd love to make a documentary about someday. Yeah. Screwball was not about him, but right. I'd love. And it's kind of the same thing here. I think that I think that Jerry and Becky are very interesting, complicated. They deserve their people. own movie. They deserve, yeah. And I would, and I think that's a story very much worth telling, and and yeah. I, I would love to tell. And and again, I think that there are. You know, there's definitely hypocrisy here, but the question of who are the the good guys or the bad guys, yeah. I think that's up. That's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That said, I don't think they like me very much. <laughs> yeah, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Come around, listen, I think they didn't like Michael Cohen for a minute, and now I, I right. think we're friends again. <laughs> what was the John Carlo amount of money? Meaning, when he would, remember they said there was a six hundred thousand dollar. Hey, if we'll sell it, we'll yes. give you this. And then they yes. settle with the, and this is all public knowledge. They settle with uh, Jesus. By the way, his girlfriend I found very attractive, his ex-girlfriend. Nicole. Oh, delightful. Um, Followed her too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she on IG. Um, this is like, this is this movie is better than J-Date uh, for you, Jim. <laughs> Holy shit, this whole time. Yes, uh, Kanye's on that now, actually. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what, uh, so I wanted to, uh, the, uh, what was I asking about the fucking, uh, you got distracted by uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you totally did. did. The money, the money. Oh the yeah, how, how much was he supposed? To, he was supposed to get six hundred thousand, and then they wound up settling with uh, Jesus. Yeah. So how much would Giancarlo have lost? Me, I'm wondering why it didn't fall well. Like the the it was coming to a point of critical mass when he said I'm going to go kamikaze. They still could have stopped it. They still could have stopped the bleeding, and it was almost like nope, fuck him. We're yeah. dug in to this financial position. How much could he have gotten him for? This is a Miami story, so ultimately it's about money, right? People right. angling for, for sure. pro and property, of course. Real, real estate and money, that's what yeah. it's all about down there. So they, uh, Giancarlo, this is really bizarre. We didn't include this in the doc because we didn't know where we would stand sure. as a publication time. But as of now, as we sit here right now, and you put a follow request into Becky <laughs> Falwell on Instagram, <laughs> as this happens live, we, Jerry... 
And Becky and their son and Giancarlo are still partners in that real estate venture. All Giancarlo, as he makes clear in the doc, was trying to do is have his partners buy him out. Just like, get me out of this, right? Like, let me go on, move on. This is my first real estate transaction. Let me get a little money to move on and invest in something else with my life. So they had, at some point, had discussed a sale where he would net $600,000. After taxes. Right, so he grossed like 1.1, 1.2 million. Once taxes, fees, attorneys are paid, he'd walk away with 600 grand in his pocket. He he told me that's all he ever really wanted, especially in a real estate market in Miami now, which is like through the roof. They paid 4.6 million for that property. God knows what what it's worth now. Um, but all he says he ever wanted was to net six hundred thousand dollars. This kid, and they would not buy him out. They, they, he. The way he tells it is they, they strung him along. Maybe it's because of what you said that Becky knew the second they wrote that check that he they was, would never hear from him. It was like again. De Niro trying to keep his wife. The minute I gave it to them, her the key to that fucking yeah. safe. She was gone. Casino. <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> right. like yeah, casino. casino. You know, yeah. right? Sharon yeah. Stone. So, so they kept him on the hook, and um, they ultimately settled that lawsuit for an undisclosed amount. So this guy, his buddy, gets, you know, who screwed them over, who threatened all of them the way he sees it. He gets a check, and I'm still sitting here. That's right. And, and, you know, what do I do? And so uh, let me tell you what he tried to do. Uh, This is breaking news. This is not in the doc. The only person who can confirm this that's alive uh, is is Tom Arnold. Uh, And (laughs) very very credible source. by By the way, speaking of cast of characters... When Tom Arnold gets looped into the thing, it's, the it's like beauty. My, beauty. My favorite reaction to the trailer when it when we when it dropped a couple weeks ago was that just the line of replies on social media going, "What the hell is Tom Arnold doing in this?" And in fact, in the documentary, you'll you'll you remember that uh, that when Tom Arnold appears, one of the interview subjects, Mark Ebner, actually goes. What the hell is Tom Arnold doing in this? We actually like call it out. Like, what the hell is Tom Arnold doing in this story? And so, so Giancarlo, oh man. And this goes back into the, for anyone who's ever seen The People versus Larry Flint sure. uh, with Woody Harrelson, this goes back into the long history that the Falwell dynasty had with, you know, Hustler and, and Larry Flint. But Giancarlo, um, I think that. Someone could come in and buy you out. One of the partners. There's three partners. It was Becky, Jerry uh, Falwell the third, Trey, which is the oldest son of Jerry and Becky, yep. and Giancarlo with 24.9%. So he wanted to get an offer on his share so that he could go back to the partners and say, hey, listen, I guess they have first right of refusal. Like, hey, do you guys want to, before I sell it, you guys have the right to, sure, buy, to it. buy it. So do you want? So he was just trying to compel a sale to escape, to get out, right? And so... He gets the idea that he's going to sell his share to Larry Flint. <laughs> so that Larry Flint winds up partners with Jerry Falwell oh, Jr.'s wow. family Beautiful. in this real estate in, in, in South Beach, in this property. And so um, Tom Arnold was the conduit between <laughs> Giancarlo and Flint Publications and Larry And he, re- he made efforts, overtures to Flint, who was already too sick. At the time, ah. to even get involved or entertain it, and I just thought, like, what kind of a like? Because obviously, we don't talk in the documentary about that history with, right. with Flinton, you know. But like, we would have if that was the epilogue, if that was like how it ended, you know. Right? Can you imagine? Uh, Larry, Larry Flint would have done that in a second. Yeah. I, I suspect in a he second, he yeah. would have just to just yeah. to kind of fuck fall well in the grave. He would have. It would have been it. like the exclamation point at the end of his life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, the movie, God forbid, the sex scandal, the brought down a dynasty premieres next Tuesday, November 1st on Hulu. Uh, it's great. I think you'll all uh, it's great. enjoy it. Really I think good, you'll man. really enjoy it. Thank you, guys. Looking at it from all angles. But, I mean, 
Here's the thing about Billy Corbin. He doesn't really miss. You don't miss. Bless your heart. You don't miss. Bless your heart. Uh, and I'm looking forward to everybody seeing it. <laughs> we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to SiriusXM's Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. New episodes every Tuesday with full shows weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern. On SiriusXM, channel 103. Visit SiriusXM.com slash Jim and Sam for a free three-month special offer. 